0: You are listening to episode 63 of the Crush the Rush podcast. And in today's episode, we are digging into all things Pinterest. And if you're like me, you use Pinterest to browse or get ideas, but you don't necessarily use it to build your business. I've dabbled in it here and there, but Emily, our guest today, is an expert in all things Pinterest strategy. And Emily Vales is a former teacher turned Pinterest and marketing ads strategist. And she thrives off diving into her clients' data and analytics to create personalized strategies that will ultimately turn their traffic into profit. And when she's not obsessing about how she can take her clients further with their marketing strategies, she's chasing around two sweet little girls or spending time with her husband. Emily's story is very inspiring as she left her full-time teaching job to now run a full-time Pinterest strategy business, helping her clients really take their business to the next level. And so today we're going to talk about getting started with Pinterest, as in three or four steps that you can do right now. We're going to talk about paid versus organic strategies, and then how to use funnels to optimize your Pinterest setup. You are definitely going to want to take notes for this one. So let's get to the show. Hey, Emily,
1: welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you today? Hey, Holly, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. Thank you.
0: I'm so excited you're here as well because Emily is an expert in all things Pinterest marketing, Pinterest strategy, and I'm so excited to pick her brain about all things Pinterest. But before we dig in, Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started um, with
1: Pinterest? Yeah, so I started um, my journey as an entrepreneur about two years ago. Um, I formerly was a teacher, actually. So I taught kindergarten for three years. I was actually teaching second grade when I had my first daughter. And, um, once I had my daughter, I had fully intended on returning to the classroom. And once I held that sweet little baby, I knew there was no way I was going to be able to go back. And I had a pretty great gig too. They were going to allow me to go back three days a week. So I wasn't even going to be full-time teaching, but I just, um, knew that that wasn't the lifestyle I wanted to live any longer. So, Fast forward, um, I adjusted to motherhood um, about eight months, and then my husband and I, we had been kind of used to living a certain lifestyle, so I decided to take a course that basically taught me how to launch um, my own business. And through that, I it really helped me brainstorm and figure out what services I could offer um, and what skills I had because thinking of being a teacher, when I thought of being an entrepreneur or a freelancer, I, I honestly was like, what skills do I even have?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. It's such a different, such a different like field of
1: business. It is. Yeah. So I really had no idea what I wanted to do. So I think in the beginning, um, especially anybody and everybody was my ideal client. I just, my first goal was to just make back what I had invested in the course and fast forward a little bit. And I, once I had started landing clients, um, and a lot of them were general, um, VA, whatever, they were paying me like a package of hours, and they'd have me do all sorts of odds and ends. I figured out through that, though, a lot of them would have me work on their social media. So that's a big thing to outsource, obviously. And um, through that, I got really interested in it. And I felt comfortable because I knew those platforms. And fast forward another year, I had really been doing social media strategy. And I was just feeling really burned out by it. And one of my clients who I'd started... Um, managing her Facebook and her Instagram, she was like, Hey, actually, I think my audience um, is definitely on Pinterest. Could you play around with my Pinterest? And that was something that I had always been a user of. I was one of the OG people who had to receive like an email invite years ago. <laughs> and so... I was like, well, I love Pinterest, but I had no idea as far as the management side. And honestly, that was one area that I felt intimidated by. And I don't know why, because... Yeah, I feel the same way. Do Do you? Yes. Okay. Because I I just
0: don't use it very often. So it's an untapped resource.
1: Yeah, I I think that's it. So... I had dabbled a little with like graphic design and social media, but that was Pinterest was nothing that I, I I really hadn't experimented on that side. And so um I started managing hers. I was very transparent. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and, but I started creating pins. And um once you actually get in there and I was trying to take advantage of free resources and different things. I was asking people questions who I knew were Pinterest managers. Um, I started gaining a lot more confidence, and I saw a huge increase in her traffic. And um, so it was really exciting to see those results. And then I was really starting to build you know, a really great case study and figure out, this is what I really want to be doing. So I quickly pivoted to Pinterest management. And from there, um, working on scaling my business, I was you know thinking about how I could offer a premium service and so that naturally led to um, offering um, promoted pins so managing people's ads and their campaigns so that's kind of where I'm at now. I also added another child somewhere in the mix so. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome
0: and I think that's a great example of how you start kind of broad and you were able to niche down so much and do you think I'm going a little off topic but do you think oh, that yeah. that niche is what? sort of helped you grow at the pace that you have been growing?
1: Oh, absolutely. I just think it's when you do a little bit of everything, you really just can't become an expert. And so focusing on that one area and figuring out, I just, once I started doing it, I knew that, I had this sense of feeling I can't see myself getting burnt out on this. And some people, their jam is social media, and that's great. But I just yeah. knew like I cannot do this for five, ten, however many years. And so with Pinterest, I just felt different. But yeah, I absolutely once once I finally narrowed it down, um, I saw a huge change in my business. So
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. So let's dig into Pinterest a little bit. And the first question I have is why do you think, why would you choose Pinterest over other social media tools? As in, why is it a good growth tool? Um, Why is it a, a good marketing strategy? Like, why would somebody want to promote their business on Pinterest?
1: I, one thing I really love about Pinterest is it's not social media, it's a search engine, it's a visual search engine. And I have seen amazing results for people. And, you know, obviously time is money and you have to invest your time in order to sort of build that, you know, Pinterest marketing strategy. But I I think I just see that if you put in the time, the effort, follow best practices, you see results. Whereas to be completely honest, I felt like I did everything, you know, including like standing on my head, trying to get people results sometimes on Instagram. And I, you know, and, and I don't think that was my zone of genius. And I would, you know, use resources, listen to webinars. I really felt like I had tried exhausting different things and hashtags. And I felt like it was just harder. And with Pinterest, I mean, to be honest, I feel like if you follow, um, best practices and you put in the time your consistency is huge for Pinterest you will see results which I think is so encouraging for people yeah and um, you don't have to have so many followers whereas with Instagram and those things of the more vanity numbers I feel like people stress about that and it's so there's just so many reasons why Pinterest varies and um, you know it is another free platform and so it's like why not? You know, yeah. that. I so. love that you
0: call it a search engine because to me, it that takes like the social media stigma out of it, even though it's still, I think, technically a social media. Um, if you were new to Pinterest, can you walk us through a couple of steps that you would take just to maybe learn it or to be more visible on it?
1: Yeah, so obviously, starting with creating an account, and one thing is too that even if you have a personal account, if you want to start using it for your business, you don't actually have to create a separate account, you totally can. And just a little hack, if you decide to create a separate business account, then you can obviously keep your personal and have all those personal boards and stuff. And then you can, you know, separate the two. But if you want to have your personal, you can actually um, turn that into a business account. If you were to do that, though, I would advise um, making all of your boards that don't pertain to your niche secret because all of those things do affect the algorithm. So, um, but yeah, so starting there, obviously whether creating an account or turning it into a business account and confirming your domain and then just thinking about having at least anywhere from 15 to 20 boards that, um, are focused on and would, um, provide support and content for whatever, your niche is. And then thinking about making those titles, the descriptions, all of those things um, factor into the algorithm. So um, just kind of a recap, getting a business account and then focusing on adding boards that would serve your audience.
0: I love that. And it, it really is when you walk through it, it really does sound like you're setting up a search engine, right? So it's like creating boards that go back to your niche and then creating titles of those boards. And then I'm sure as you go through taking content and putting it into those boards which leads to my next question so let's say that you're just getting started you set up your Pinterest account you go and hide your boards you don't want everyone to see which I totally did not do when I first started and so like I was I had like twin girls first birthday party which I'm sure maybe people would look at but it doesn't really go back to like business strategy Um, So once you hide those and then start adding content, how much time do you spend managing your Pinterest account a week? And do you have any, just like, we're big into schedules here, like any tips and tricks
1: for keeping it manageable as you're trying to add on a new platform? Yeah. So um, I utilize uh, Tailwind and I use Tailwind for all my clients. Um, It's so great because you can, as far as productivity and saving time, you can batch that work and you know, schedule out your pins, which is fantastic. And, um, I think especially if you are very, very new to Pinterest, if you start pinning regularly and you do, um, convert it to a business account, they'll show you, you know, your analytics and how much your traffic has increased and things like that. When I look at mine, it'll say when, when I'm actually consistent with pinning, it'll say like, my traffic is up 200%. So I have to say, I tell a lot of people this, do as I say, not as I do. I am so focused on serving my clients that honestly my own Pinterest account, literally last week, I was just hiding some of my secret boards and I'm really working on spending more time in my own business. But um, once again, I'm just focused on my clients' accounts and seeing their growth. But when you are seeing that increase in traffic, you have to think about what you're pinning. I'm seeing an increase in 200%. That's other people's content. So I'm yeah. seeing a lot of traffic to my account in pins that I have shared, but they're not pins that go back to my website. So just keep that okay. in mind that what you are um, sharing, whether that be if somebody is following you, then they're going to see that pin and they might repin it. But if it doesn't go back to your website or some of your content, then that's not really directly helping you. So I my um, maintenance package that includes 20 new pins a month. And those new pins would be 20 of your own graphic design pins, branded with your colors and everything. And that would link back to your website, um, maybe a landing page to a freebie, um, things like that. And I would say that I've gotten way faster, but doing those five pins really breaks down to five pins a week. Yeah. And, and, um, and those are your new pins. And, um, I would say that takes me usually anywhere between an hour and a half and two hours, but that's not just creating the five new pins and scheduling them. That's also making sure that the queue is filled 10 pins a day. Um, as a best practice, I don't, my lowest package is 10 pins a day. am um, especially with the multiple algorithm changes that have occurred this year, usually anywhere from 10 to as many as 25, you could do a day. Um, And when I say 10 to 25, that could be a mixture of your content and other people's. Um, However, Pinterest has now said that really you only need to pin your content. So people used to think you had to share others. Um, You really don't have to. So if you have enough of your own content, then just share your stuff. So yeah.
0: So I think what I heard was, Five pins a week that is your content, and then adding in additional pins if you have time.
1: Yeah, so sorry, I should clarify. Those five pins, those are fresh pins. So, ones that have never been on your Pinterest. Now, as far as um, the 10 pins a day, so that's when you think about it, that's a lot of pins of your. Yeah, I know my mind's like circling. (laughs) I know, I know, because I think some people might think like, wait, you're only pinning five for the entire week, but those are just new pins really. So some of my clients, they have hundreds of pins and you know, they've built it up until that point. So they are able to actually schedule 10 a day. All of the pins are there are theirs. And, um, they're still sharing those five ones. But the reason why I say those five fresh pins, those are pins that have not been on Pinterest. They're brand new. You just created them. Those are important because Pinterest wants to make sure that their content is staying fresh. Yeah. So they, um, they really focus on that now that was a change they made in January. So, and can you take your content and just repurpose it into different, different pins? So
0: like you're not creating like five new freebies a week, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, I've, changed pins and designs and it's also, you know, important to change pictures because you just want to make sure that when you're creating a fresh pin that to the user it appears new. Right. So even if it goes back to the same blog post you've already created pins for, it's just important that it appears fresh. So, yeah, you could create five or 10 pins all for the same freebie. So, that's a, that's a great question, but yeah, that's absolutely um something that's good to do and most people do that because that would be crazy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love that. I think just having that set goal of like, okay, if I was going to start trying, like this is what I would start with. Pinterest also offers paid strategies, which I know is what you specialize in. So can you talk a little bit about what that is and
1: then maybe when a good time to start using it is? Yeah. So promoted pins, I think a lot of time a, a common misconception, especially if you are a new user or just haven't done a lot with Pinterest, you see the promote button on a pin, or if you, sometimes when you upload a new pin, Pinterest will be like, Hey, you just shared a new pin. You want to go ahead and promote it. Um, there's so much more that goes into um, promoting a pin than just pressing a button. So I would kind of relate it to somebody was asking me this, boosting a post on Facebook, and then like actually setting up a Facebook campaign. So I'd, I'd okay. say kind of comparable, but with that, I, w- with promoted pins, um, especially with Pinterest going public, I think that we're really going to see a change in, I don't want to say pay to play, but they want people to be investing in ad spend. So I think that it will be important in the future. Um, so, and I mean, it's important now too. So with that said, if you're going to put money behind a campaign, it's important that you don't just think about the short term, but the long term, and that you really have a sales funnel set up. Because after they take action on that pin, you want to think about what's going to be happening after that. So I guess, um, does that kind of answer? the Yeah, question? no, I think that makes
0: a lot of sense. And one of the things I talk a lot about is coming up with that like long-term strategy. And so I think it's really interesting to balance like getting started with Pinterest and just starting to get visible versus then developing sort of that sales funnel that's really outside of social media or any search engines but you have to use Pinterest or Instagram or someplace to get people in the funnel and then you can sort of build it um, so it's kind of like a three-step process maybe if you're listening like getting started with Pinterest then develop sort of that funnel or freemium and then maybe use those sort of paid pins to get more people into whatever um, you're offering And I know one of the things that you work with your clients on is their funnels to sort of optimize their setup. Can you talk about what this
1: might look like? Yeah. So apart from taking a Promoted Pins course, I also took a a, um, Promoted Pins conversion course. So all about setting up a sales funnel that specifically converts for Pinterest. And so I've had, I was finding a lot of people were coming to me and they wanted to promote pins and they knew the value in investing in their business and getting people on their email list, you know, and then you, you know, you own your email list. And so we don't own these platforms. And so they, they see the value in it. But when I would get on calls, I always want to be transparent with people and just, you know, I want to make sure it's the best fit for both of us. And if somebody doesn't have a sales funnel or they don't know what their landing page is converting at, there's there's just different things that are important. And if you're going to be investing, you want to make sure that you have these pieces in place or it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And so since I was finding that people were coming to me and they're like, well, I want to promote a pin, but I don't have a sales funnel. It's kind of like putting the cart before the horse. And right. so I started offering... Um, You know, the guidance and really creating, we would use Trello for project management and create a strategy where we would kind of walk through the different steps of getting that sales funnel set up and optimized. So, the different pages they needed, um, if they don't have an email service provider, right? That email service provider and then creating that email sequence and what that sequence should look like. So, um, yeah, that's something I offer. And if somebody already has a sales funnel, sometimes um, on the not sometimes, always (laughs) on the discovery call, I'll say, Hey, walk me through your sales funnel. You know, tell me these conversion rates. Let's talk about this and see if it's the best fit for you and your business at this time. Just because I want to make sure that um, I'm not just, you know, spending people's money to spend their money, but that they're in a spot where it makes sense for them to run a campaign.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm a huge fan of funnels and systems. And I so I think all the knowledge that you just shared about, you know, going in and really creating a system to share and pin consistently, and then maybe as a second step, create that funnel and then do that promoted pin is a really great way to start growing um, maybe outside of Instagram or Facebook, which is awesome. So thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else just for Pinterest newbies or maybe if you're digging into funnels um, that you think might be helpful or want to share?
1: Um, I guess this is something that I didn't always encourage, but I'm like, hey, I should probably throw this out there. So sometimes people just haven't been on Pinterest, but they have a sales funnel that converts like they are doing great and fantastic, and they've just not put themselves out there on Pinterest. Actually, promoted pins um, work even if you don't already have an organic strategy in place. So promoted pins are so different that you can promote a pin. And even if you don't have multiple boards and hundreds of pins on your account, it would still make sense for you because you're paying um, Pinterest to put your pin out there in front of the right audience. So just kind of a, a tip in case somebody thinks that they have to go through months of building this before they can promote a pin. If that makes yeah, sense. that's super interesting.
0: Now I'm like, oh, I gotta go fix my funnel now so I can get on Pinterest. Um, <laughs> before we wrap up, I always ask every guest three questions and I'm super interested in yours since you're working from home with two littles.
1: So what is your current morning routine? Yeah, so I am... What my husband thinks is crazy, and sometimes I have been known to wake up at four fifteen in the morning. (laughs) That's totally me. I think I got up at four thirty this morning. I think it's just important to know yourself and what works for you. I am totally a morning person. I'm so much more productive, and so I feel like I could conquer the world in two hours just in the morning. Yes, and it's like pulling teeth in the evening trying to work. So uh, usually, though, I'm up around five. The first thing I do is. I've been trying to break the habit of looking at my phone first thing in the morning. Um, I feel like that actually kills productivity. I'm like, I just spent 10, 15 minutes on it. I know, it just is a time <laughs> suck. Yeah, so I'll make a pot of coffee. I start working and then usually um, my my younger daughter, she's usually up around seven. And so by eight, um, making breakfast, hanging out with the girls, but I usually get a couple hours of work in before they work up, wor- wake up, excuse me. And um, that's like one of my favorite, Times of the day, it's just so peaceful and. Quiet. I love
0: that. I, that's what I. People think I'm crazy too, and I'm like, don't knock it till you try it, because you can knock out so much work in such a short amount of time, and then the rest of the day, I feel like the anxiety of like, oh, I have to get this done, just like it just melts away. And yeah. at three o'clock, I feel like I turn into a pumpkin, like I can't do anything productive. <laughs>
1: after that. So oh, I, I'm the same way, yeah. And like you said, I feel like the time with my girls is so um, much more enjoyable when I don't have something like nagging in the back of my mind that yes. I need to do or an email I need to respond to. so, yeah, I great. love that so
0: much. Um, what is one resource that has helped you the most in your journey so far?
1: Honestly, I would say, okay, I'm going to cheat. I have two, I would say simple pen media, as far as learning, um, they're free resources, they're free content with Pinterest um, before I started investing in courses, I learned so much from simple pen and I felt like it's just helped my business, um, you know, tons. And, um, the other, I would say it's so important to have, um, whether that be a Facebook group or somebody that you've connected with s- through a course, uh, a group of people that you can support that are like-minded. Um, even if they aren't necessarily offering the same service as you, but just somebody that, you know, you can relate to. And I, I just have a couple of friends that I've made, um, from some of the courses I've taken and it's those relationships are, um, priceless. So.
0: Yeah, I would say I would totally agree with that. And I did not expect that to come from the podcast, but starting the podcast has created this like community of people that I can now ask for help or support. And so that's been really, um, amazing. The last question is, and this is a fun one. If you could have one superpower, what would it be?
1: Oh, this is hard. I think sometimes, um, gosh, I want to say right now. I, feel like I, know, I, I need, need to, to change
0: time. it. Like if you could have one superpower in a pandemic, what would it
1: be? Cause who thought that this would last this long? My husband always gives me a hard time. I feel like I already have a superpower. I have like such heightened senses. I could hear like a pin drop from like 10 rooms away. I think that's just being a mom. Yeah. I actually wish that sense would. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay. But no, I would say probably uh maybe being able to teleport. There's so many times where I'm like, if I could, because I'm all about like saving time and getting from X to Y so much faster. Yeah. I'm like, if I could teleport this and only if I could also teleport my children as well. If I, I could think
0: like 90% them. of the
1: guests have said that and I don't know if it's cause yeah, I don't
0: know if it's because like we can't really travel now or I'm just interviewing oh. like really productive people. <laughs> but it's been yeah. awesome hearing it over and over again.
1: Yeah. But I have to include the part only like if it, that power transfers over to like being able to take my kids with me. I think that's the thing. It's like, I think about how much time like getting in the car and then getting out. And I'm like, I could just get places instantly. That would be money.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Emily. I know this has been super insightful and I definitely wrote down the simple pen media. I think that's a great resource. Um,
1: tell everyone sort of what you're up to and where they can find you. Yeah. So I'm really working on trying to be (laughs) within my own business more. It's hard though, because I love my clients so, so much. And I do focus most of my time on serving them, but um, you can find me. um, My website is emilyvails.com. And then my Instagram, I had a personal one. And then more recently, honestly, I really need to be, you know, focusing on building that resource as well for my own business. So you can find me at emily.bales is my Instagram handle. Um, come hang out with me, send me a message. Um, yeah. And Emily did give us
0: a promoted pins guide that I will put in the show notes. So you I would guys can to share that. Yeah. I'm going to help you promote your business because that's what we need to work on.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. So my promoted pin essential guide. So, um, check that out. And that kind of walks you through, um, if you're wondering if promoted pins are right for you, or if you just want to learn more about how you can either promote pins for, um, your course, or even if you wanted to offer that for a service yourself, um, check out that essential guide. And <laughs> thanks Holly again for, a reminder. you're welcome. Thank, Thank you so much for all
0: your tips. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me.